It is not the mind blank itself that we are afraid of. It is the imagined consequences that we incorrectly attribute to our mind going blank that make it feel so scary. These strategies are going to show you that even if every once in a while your mind does draw a blank, you will be okay and you will be able to roll forward as if nothing happened. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up podcast. It is so good to have you tuning in. This is the first episode I'm recording for the new year, so I am feeling just full of joy and excitement and gratitude. If you're new here, I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a New York Times featured podcast host and a career coach for women who work in the nine to five space and who really want to thrive and climb the ladder in their careers. I am here to help you develop the confidence, the voice, the verbal communication skills that you need to thrive in your nine to five career because so much of your success in your role hinges on the quality of your verbal communication. And the good news is that verbal communication is something that you can learn and get better at. I know that because that is one of the main things that I focus on with my clients and it is a huge part of the work that I do. And in today's episode, we are talking about a fear that comes up so often that can really weigh on you very heavily and make you feel really, really afraid to participate in conversations, to use your voice more, to take up more space. And that is the fear of your mind going blank when you are speaking and you having nothing to say. Like you just, you run into a wall, your brain shuts down and that's it and it's over. If you have this fear, today's episode is for you. What I'm going to be doing in today's episode is I'm going to start by walking you through some mindset tips that are going to help you with your fear of drawing a blank, you know, the fear of your mind going blank, because a huge, huge ingredient in tackling that fear is strengthening your mindset and feeling more resilient to be able to handle it. So I'm going to start with some mindset tips that are essential. And then I'm going to share with you four practical things that you can do if you ever do find your mind going blank. These are strategies that I work with my clients on, and these strategies are going to show you that even if every once in a while your mind does draw a blank, you will be okay, and you will be able to roll forward as if nothing happened. There is a huge difference between trying to never have your mind go blank, which is what a lot of people do, and it keeps them stuck, and it creates a lot of pressure, versus being able to have your mind go blank, but your audience doesn't know. And I am all about building that internal flexibility as a verbal communicator and as a speaker to be able to keep rolling along when you have these 
frictions and these fumbles so that your audience isn't super aware of what's happening with you. And look, even if they are aware of your imperfections while speaking, that's fine. (laughs) That's not a huge issue. But knowing that you have tools to still appear really solid in front of your audience can really help with your confidence. These are tools that I use. My mind goes blank. I get nervous. Like I am not perfect in my brain at all, but I have a really powerful toolkit and a really powerful arsenal to help me move through those moments. And that gives me a lot of confidence. And I want to give you that same confidence that you can survive a moment of your mind going blank. So what I'm going to start with in today's episode is why the prospect of your mind going blank feels so terrifying and so scary. And I'm going to talk about one simple mindset shift that is going to help you navigate this experience so that it doesn't feel quite so scary because it's really, it's not as scary as it seems in your head. And it's really important for you to ground into that as a foundation for working on this challenge. Then I'm going to talk through four different strategies that I personally use and that I will have my clients practice to help you keep moving forward powerfully if you are speaking and your mind goes blank, right? And like this happens all the time. It can happen in a high pressure setting, like a big work conversation or a big work meeting, but it can also happen like when you're talking to your friends, right? Like your mind just has a little bit of a hiccup and you forget your train of thought. This is a normal thing that happens to us. And it's so much better for us to accept it than to really like resist it and be so afraid of it. And that kind of transitions me perfectly into the mindset portion of today's episode and why this feels so scary and how you can shift your thinking around it to make it feel less scary. So I believe that at its core, the reason that we are so terrified of our mind going blank or of us not having anything to say is because on some level, we believe that if that happens, it will lead to something horrible and something intolerable. It is not the mind blank itself that we are afraid of. It is the imagined consequences that we incorrectly attribute to our mind going blank that make it feel so scary. The really difficult thing about the human mind, and one of the reasons mindset work is so important, is because our minds are very good at imagining negative scenarios, and they're very bad at imagining positive scenarios. So our mind is going to be at its most creative and its most innovative when it is envisioning the way things might go wrong for us in our lives. This is one of the painful realities of being human. And if you are a human who tends to be a bit more on the anxious side, maybe a bit more on the type A side, a bit more on the vigilant side, a bit more on the controlling side, you might be similar to me and similar to a lot of my clients in that your brain is even more extreme in this way and even more prone to envisioning negative things happening than the average person's brain. And so what happens is when we think about the prospect of our mind going blank, which we are going to think about because it's a reality of human speech, like it is going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So when we think about that, our brain then takes it a step further and adds tons of scary, terrifying implications and kind of trickle-down effects that go with it. 
And that is where I believe most of the deep fear is held. It's not the mind blank itself that we are so afraid of. It's the consequences of it that we're so afraid of. Now, this is good news because the consequences of the mind blank are imagined. They're not real consequences. They're imaginary in our minds. So the thing that we're afraid of is not real. This is very, very useful because if we can recognize this, we can get better at bringing ourselves back to reality and seeing when we're getting too carried away in a fear that isn't grounded in the truth, right? So here are some of the things that your mind might attribute, like things that your mind might assume will happen if your mind goes blank while you are speaking at work. You might assume that everyone in the room will be judging you, thinking you're stupid, thinking negative thoughts about you. You might assume that you will become permanently stuck in the mind blank, that you will stay there forever, that you won't be able to recover. You might assume that you will be fired from your job because of the mind blank. It will be crushing to your reputation. You might assume that you will be so overcome with embarrassment and shame that you won't be able to recover. You won't be able to ever show your face again, right? And you can see as I'm listing these things, they're very exaggerated. They're very extreme. They're very distorted. Now, this is a good thing for us to notice together because when we can notice this, then we can look at our psychological experience a bit more objectively, with gentleness, with curiosity, and we can say like, is it likely that I would get fired if my mind goes blank? Is it likely that I would stay stuck in the mind blank forever? Are these fears likely? They're actually not, right? Like what what typically happens with a mind blank is you have a few moments of pause and then you recover and that's it and you just keep going. Now, a lot of times though, if you make a really big deal out of it, you prolong the mind blank and it becomes something bigger. But that's not because of the original mind blank that you had. That's because it happened and then you had an internal reaction to it. You started to panic because of it. You started to make it a really big deal in your mind and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. But your typical just day-to-day mind blank, you're going to recover from it if you can keep yourself grounded and calm in the face of it. And one of the best, absolute best ways to do that is to recognize that a mind blank is nothing but a mind blank. It's not a mind blank plus everyone hates you. It's not a mind blank plus everyone thinks you're stupid. It's not a mind blank plus you're going to get fired. It's literally just a mind blank and they happen to everyone all of the time. There's no such thing as a situation where you talk and talk and talk and share more and more information and your mind just operates 100% perfectly all of the time. And I don't know about you, but ever since the pandemic, my frequency of like mind blanks and losing my train of thought and fumbling and saying a thing that doesn't make sense has just gone way up. So I don't know if that's been your experience. One of the best ways to reduce your fear around your mind going blank is just to recognize, number one, that the fears that you're attaching to the mind blank are largely invented in your own mind. And it's okay if you still feel afraid and it's okay if you're doing that, but you just want to see where the fear is really coming from so that you're not blaming the mind blank for being this scary thing when really your fear is coming from like this deeper terror that you feel inside that you won't be able to survive it or that it will have debilitating consequences on your life and your career. Because the truth is, it won't. It's Again, it's something that CEOs do. It's something that 
even really talented professional speakers do, like news anchors and people whose whole job is to sound smooth and to not have these moments, like they do it too. So if they're doing it, I don't think we should hold ourselves to a standard that they couldn't attain, right? Like that's that's pretty tough. And so this brings me to my most powerful uh, mindset shift around this, which is, and I just had one. Did you hear? I like just said, um, and I lost my train of thought. So I want you to hear my mind blanks too, so you can see how innocuous they are and how innocent they are. But anyway, the second thing I want to share about this is I want you to just come into acceptance that they're a normal part of human speech. I want you to think about them as being like potholes on the road. If you made it your goal to never ever like encounter a pothole when you were driving, you would fail at that goal because there's always going to be potholes, you know, and there might be more of them if it has just been rainstorming and whatever. And there might be different areas that have more or less of them, but there's always going to be potholes on the road. And if you spend your life obsessing about avoiding them, you're going to waste a lot of time that you could have just been on the road driving your car, having fun, not worrying about potholes. So rather than trying to avoid potholes, trying to avoid your mind going blank, trying to avoid fumbling your words, trying to avoid those verbal imperfections, instead, I want you to think about them like potholes. And you're just going to encounter some of them along your journey. And I want you to think about it as like when they happen, you just want to get better at spotting them and quickly moving your car out of the way and not fully sinking into the pothole, right? Because when we encounter a pothole on the road, if we (laughs) hit the gas and go straight into the pothole, we're going to hear a really awful crunch at the bottom of our car. And you know that, like, I don't know about you, but whenever I go over a pothole or something by accident, my whole body tenses up during that moment when I realize what I've done, right? So you're going to like tense up and be like, oh no, but you can improve your skill at spotting them, at slowing down and at navigating around the potholes. And that's how I want you to think about your mind going blank or about fumbling is you don't want to attempt to avoid them because that's going to increase your anxiety. And when you increase your anxiety, you're going to experience more of them. So you actually have to come into acceptance of the fact that just like potholes, it's going to happen. Your mind's going to go blank. You're going to fumble. And that's okay, right? But when that happens, you want to get good at navigating through them and around them. Just like when you're driving, you want to be good at going around potholes. When it comes to your mind going blank, you just want to become more agile and more responsive to them. So you don't want to make them the enemy. You just want to make them something that you respond to. This is going to reduce your anxiety. Whenever we're thinking about becoming more effective verbal communicators, we always want to ask ourselves, am I approaching this in a way that's increasing my anxiety or am I approaching this in a way that's decreasing my anxiety? And whenever we're increasing our anxiety, that's a sign that we're not moving in a direction that's going to make us more effective in our verbal communication. So if in our minds, we are thinking, I have to make sure that I never draw a blank. I have to make sure this doesn't happen. If in our minds, we're doing that, what we're really doing in our minds is what we're saying is, I have to control something that is inherently not within my control. That is what we are saying. And whenever we put that level of burden and pressure on ourselves, it makes us anxious because we can't do it. We are asking too much of ourselves. So we do not want to go in with the expectation that we have to make sure this never happens. 
We want to surrender to our own human imperfections. And instead, we want to say, I want to get really good at rolling forward and responding really confidently and really powerfully in the moments where I notice that this happens. So that is the mindset shift that I want you to make. And now I want to share some tactics that I will often work on with my clients to help them navigate a mind blank. Because one of the false assumptions that makes a mind blank so scary is that you are scared that you will get stuck there forever. You will be permanently stuck in the mind blank. You will not be able to speak. You will just stop and everyone will be staring at you, thinking about how dumb you look, right? So this fear that we're going to get stuck there permanently is a fear that can be overcome by coming up with really simple, easy strategies that we can adopt during the moments when our mind goes blank. And I use these all the time. When I'm leading my group coaching clients, when I'm speaking to a group, my mind goes blank. And most of the time, the people who are listening to me can't tell because as soon as my mind goes blank, I have four strategies that I fall back on that helps me keep moving forward, even if my critical thinking is temporarily shutting down. And I'm going to walk you through what these four things are. And we're going to use an acronym to help you remember them because there's a lot of them. So hopefully this will help you commit it to memory. So the acronym is PEER. P-E-E-R. So like a PEER, right? That'll help you remember this. And I'm going to tell you what each one stands for. And then I'm going to explain each one to you. And then I want you to pick one, just one. Pick the one that feels good to you, that you feel most excited about. And that's going to be in your arsenal for you to practice next time your mind goes blank. Okay, so P-E-E-R. P stands for pause. E stands for engage. The next E stands for emotion. And R stands for recap. So pause, engage, emotion, recap. Okay. My mind, my like perfectionist brain is getting mad at me because emotion is a noun and all the other ones are verbs. But listen, we're just going to go with it. Okay, so pause. Most people are afraid to pause when they're talking to someone or when they're speaking to a group of people. And so if the mind blank happens, they panic because they're like, oh no, it's a moment of pause. Now, if I experience a mind blank, one of the things that I might do is say, I'm going to pause here and give everyone a quick minute to take in the information on the slide. So in other words, my mind is going blank, and instead of me fighting it and being like, oh no, I need to think of something to say, I'm going to roll with it, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to use that as an opportunity to put a small break in the content that I'm sharing, in my presentation, in the thing that I'm telling my audience. Now, the P for pause and this pause strategy works best when you have slides. So if you are speaking to your audience and you have slides, this is a great one to do. It doesn't work as well if you don't have slides because it is a little bit more awkward to say, like, I'm going to pause and let everyone take that in. I mean, I do that with my coaching clients, but 
coaching is really different because we're doing like this deeper exploration. In a corporate environment, pause tends to work really well if you are delivering information and you have slides with it. That said, the one-time pause can work really well if you don't have slides is if you share something really big and game-changing with your audience, right? If you share something that's a really big update, you can say like, I'm going to just pause there and let everyone allow that to sink in. But generally, pause works better if you have slides and all you have to do is tell everyone, I'm going to pause here and give you all a minute to take in the information. No one's going to know that you're doing that because you're having a mind blank. You're literally going to look good. You're going to look like you're so in control. You're going to look like you're so just like with it and really there to like run the room and lead the room. So this is one that I personally love. And also what I would say as a side note to pause is that if you're not pausing ever and you're just running through your slides, that you're probably going too fast for your audience. You're probably rushing through. So if you have a mind blank, that's a good opportunity to actually slow down and create some breathing room in your presentation. So that's the P, pause. Okay, the next one, E stands for engage. Engage means engage your audience. Now, the simplest way to do this is just to say, I want to stop here and get your thoughts. Right? You say that and then you're quiet. That is your signal to your audience that you would like to interact with them. Now, again, this is something that you can do whether you have a slide up or whether you're just speaking verbally. Right? You can say, I want to pause here and get your thoughts and reactions. Again, no one's going to know that you're engaging them because you have a mind blank and you need a minute to slow down and catch up. They're just going to think that you look really smart and credible and in control. And one thing that's key, one thing that I've gotten really good at that you can get good at too and that I help my clients get good at is like, you want to say this confidently, right? So you kind of want to summon that confident energy when you say, all right, I want to stop there and hear everyone's thoughts. So you might be feeling a little bit shaken inside because your mind went blank, but you really want to show up and say it with confidence, even if you're feeling a bit wobbly and shaky inside, because your audience is going to receive it with more credibility when you deliver it with more confidence. So that's the first E, which is engage. The second E in peer, P-E-E-R, pause, engage, emotion. Okay, the second E is emotion. This is like my biggest hack ever. This has helped me so much with speaking really confidently and getting through moments where I feel nervous or my mind goes blank or things aren't going well. But this E stands for emotion. Now, what you do with this one is you think about what you feel excited about and you go back and talk about that thing. What this does is it helps you get out of the mind blank and out of the stuckness because when you think about something that elicits positive emotion for you and you start talking about it, you will get excited and you will start to feel positive, excited feelings, which will help get your brain back on track and unfrozen. So it's a really wonderful hack for whenever you're trying to just feel more confident and you're feeling nervous or you're feeling stuck or your mind is going blank. If you think about what makes you feel positive emotion and you talk about that, it's going to help you get unstuck. So for example, let's say that you work in finance and you have a slide with financial projections and you're showing the projections to your audience 
and you start talking about the numbers on the slide and your mind goes blank. You could think about, okay, why am I excited about what's on this slide? So for example, you might say, I think it's really wonderful that we're going to see such solid growth through the second half of the year. These numbers are unprecedented for our company. And you can even hear in my voice, like as I'm talking about that positive thing, I'm getting excited. I'm starting to feel inspired. I'm starting to motivate myself. And that helps my brain get unstuck faster because it's moving me from the stuckness and the panic of like, oh no, I forgot what to say to, oh, this is so exciting. Our numbers are growing. Our revenue is up. So this is just another tool in your toolkit for when your mind goes blank. Ask yourself, is there something on this slide or something that I've recently just talked about that makes me excited? And if you can identify that, talk about it for a minute or two. Once again, just like all of these other tips, it's going to make you look good as a communicator because your audience is going to feel that enthusiasm and feel that energy and it's going to get them energized. One of your duties as a leader, it's not just to share information clearly, but to inspire your audience. So when you tap into something that helps you feel inspired, your audience is going to feel that energy. They're going to feel inspired. And once again, you're turning your mind blank into an opportunity to sound more powerful. That's why I love these tips, because it's not just helping you navigate the mind blank. When you do these with confidence, you sound better to your audience. And finally, the last tool in the toolkit, P-E-E-R, we're on the R, it stands for recap. Recap just means recap what you just said. So if your mind goes blank and you can't think of what to say next, just back up and say something like, I want to quickly recap what I've walked you through. I've walked you through A, I've walked you through B, and now we're going to move on to the next piece. When you recap, it has a similar effect as the emotion tip that I gave you it warms up your brain, right? So just a way to get you unstuck. And as you get unstuck, your mind will eventually land on the next thing that you want to share. So you want to give a quick recap of what you just shared. And recap is a really good one to combine with other tools in the toolkit, right? So like you could combine recap with pause. You could say, all right, I want to recap. I just shared A and I just shared B. I want to pause here before I go forward and I want to get your thoughts, right? So there I'm combining the R, recap, and the P, pause. And with this acronym, P-E-E-R, you can combine them together in lots of different ways. And in fact, as I'm recording this podcast episode, I am realizing I 1,000% need to make a worksheet on this. So if you are finding this acronym helpful and these tips helpful and you want a place where they are written down where you have them all in one place, where you have the scripted language, and where you have all of my tips, I will create a worksheet that goes with this podcast episode, and you will be able to find it by clicking the link in the show notes, or just head over to jessgazitcoaching.com slash peer, P-E-E-R, all lowercase. That is where I'll put the worksheet for you to download. It's going to summarize everything I shared. It's going to show you scripts. It's going to show you examples. I'm going to show you ways you can combine the different tools together, like I mentioned, so that you know if you have a mind blank, you will be able to keep going. Like I said, you can grab that worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. And my hope is that you feel more courageous and more able to navigate 
any mind blank or any difficult moment that you have where you lose your footing and you lose your confidence. It happens to all of us a lot of the time. It's not about being perfect. It's about recovering like a badass. And that is what these tools will help you do. So grab your worksheet so that you can really internalize these. JessGuzzitCoaching.com slash peer or click the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.